Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
grace and peace. Okay, I gotta unmute you. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. All right. I think it's about almost time for us to get started. All right, Deacon Mitchell, I see you're on the line. Would you open us up with prayer tonight? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, dear God. Dear God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord, for another day. God, we thank you, Lord, for all that you that we accomplished on this day. God, we thank you, Lord, for all this tune in line for the Bible class being taught by our apostle. Coronavirus. God, we ask you we ask you to open up our heart and our mind that we can understand your word that's being taught in the name of Jesus. And God, we ask you to bless each listener on the line. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Grace and peace, everyone. I um I, I don't want to keep reiterating, but I, I need to um Reiterate where we left off last week, we were talking about the law of attraction and positive thinking, and we undergirded um, the Bible lesson with certain scriptures. Do you all remember what those scriptures were? First scripture was Proverbs 23, verse 7. Uh-huh. Can, Proverbs, you, can you repeat? Excuse me. Proverbs 4, verse 23. Okay, what was that? Keep their heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. All right. So we were undergirding our uh, subject matter with that uh, particular scripture. And um, so we want to kind of stay in the same vein uh, you all have to forgive me. My phone is dying, and I didn't charge it before I started, so I'm scrambling trying to get a charger on it. So, um, hold on one minute. I'm so sorry about this. That's the only problem with electronics.
Okay, so um, I want to continue the lesson. We left off with a note of positive thinking, and so we find that it's um, it's a theme that flows throughout the Bible, uh, the positive thinking. And as Christians, we are um, responsible for being uh, good stewards over our heart and over our thinking. And so I wanted to... Uh, continue with this lesson and uh, with the thought that we are we should be good stewards over our thinking and good stewards over our heart by guarding our heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life okay and so as we uh become christians we have a a, a responsibility to change our life and to change the way we're thinking when we are born again, yes, God changes our heart and uh, uh, gives us a new birth, but we have a responsibility uh, because Romans, the 12th chapter, and the second verse says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So here it is showing us that we have a responsibility to transform our thinking. And I know some of the church members uh, have heard some of this before, but it still does us good to rehearse it uh, because uh, it's a change of thought. And uh, we have a proclivity to uh, stay grounded with the same thought process year in and year out and year in and year out. And so uh, we have to renew our mind by repetition. And so I'm going to be repeating myself a lot so that uh, we can continue to re renew our minds, so that our minds can be transformed. And so uh, as I was sharing with you earlier, I believe that the heart, as the text or the Bible speaks of the heart, uh, and the subconscious are synonymous. When we think of the heart, we think of touchy-feely feelings and that sort of thing. But as I was studying the scripture, I found out that God relates the heart to thought. For example, Genesis, the sixth chapter and the fifth verse, and uh, turn to that, somebody. Genesis, the sixth chapter and the fifth verse. I hope you brought your Bibles to Bible study. This is Bible study, and so you need your Bible at this time. Although we are uh, by phone or online, uh, it is still Bible study. Okay, Genesis, the sixth chapter and the fifth verse. And God saw that, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So here we find that God is associating thought with the heart, not thought with the mind, but thought with the heart, okay? Uh, and that's why and there are several other that I want to validate my, my thought process is that the heart is synonymous of uh, Matthew, the ninth chapter, and the fourth verse reads, And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, 
Wherefore seek ye evil in your heart? So here Jesus is associating thought with heart, thought with the heart, all right? And so uh, so thoughts don't come from the mind. They come from the heart according to the way the Bible was written. And so we have to be able to understand the uh, worldview that the text was written in and so the text uh, at, at that time did not have the vocabulary of subconscious and the conscious, and it, it, the, the worldview just did not have that vocabulary. And so as I was sharing with you last week, that we cannot interpret the Bible from the worldview of centuries past. We have to interpret the Bible from the worldview of today because knowledge has increased. God is revealing more of himself to us today. And so we have to interpret the Bible from the knowledge that we have today. And so um, as we move forward, Matthew, the 13th chapter, and the 19th verse says, for out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts. So thoughts don't proceed out of the mind they proceed out of the heart. It says murder, adulterer, adulteries, fornication, theft, false witness, and blasphemies. And then in Luke, the second chapter, and the 35th verse, it says, Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul, also that the hearts may be revealed. And so we find that in the scripture, the scripture is relating the thoughts that the thoughts generate from the heart. And so I'm reminded of a, 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 of a scripture, and it just came into my mind, where Jesus said, uh, you guys serve me out of your mouth, but inwardly you're like whited sepulchers. You're like dead men's bones. You're like, uh, uh, you're like a tombstone. Your heart is so dark and so deadened. And so that makes me think that the thought process, uh, like uh, in Genesis, the sixth chapter and the fifth verse, that the thought process was continually wicked. And so um, uh, Luke, let's go on. Luke, the ninth chapter. Did I read that? Luke 9 and 47? No. Okay, and Jesus, perceiving the thought of their heart, took a child and set him by him. That's another scripture that validates my thought process, that when the subconscious is related to the heart. And Luke, the 24th chapter and the 38th verse says, and he said unto them, why are ye troubled, and why do thoughts arise in your heart. And then Acts, the eighth chapter, and the 22nd verse says, Repent, therefore, of thy wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. So here we find that in the scripture, um, the worldview at that time was that thoughts proceeded from the heart. And I'm saying that today uh, the heart is synonymous with the subconscious. And um, uh, uh, Edward Wimberly said, 
changing convictions and beliefs is a prerequisite for transforming behavior. So first of all, before we can change our behavior, we have to change our thought process. We have to change our convictions and our beliefs, okay? And we'll find that our, our beliefs and our convictions are rooted in our subconscious. And our subconscious thinking is the driving force that dictates our actions every day. The subconscious thinking is what drives our actions every day. So uh, as the scripture says, so a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That was one of our foundational scriptures, too, that so a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so um, we have to be careful what we put into ourselves or into our minds because it becomes a part of us. And as I gave the illustration um, a couple of Sundays ago, about the subconscious, you know, you can get in your and you can go get in the car to go go to work every day, and then suddenly you're at work and you wonder, oh my God, I don't even remember making the trip there. But I'm going to tell you what has happened. You, you, your conscious was you were not conscious. Your subconscious was driving because it has taken everything that you do and rooted it deep in you. And it drives your life. You drive your life from your subconscious. So this, the the the, the trip back and forth to work is just recorded in the subconscious, and you're on automatic pilot. Can anybody witness that? Has anybody ever witnessed that? Nobody has ever experienced that. Yes, I have. So, so basically, what you have put in your mind, what you have wrote on your mind, routine has become a part of your subconscious. And you don't even have to think about how it's going to come You don't have to think about what you're going to do. Just subconsciously, you do it. And so we wonder why our behaviors are the same, because subconsciously, we become we are what we have become subconsciously and so our subconscious drives and dictates our actions every day and so um i want to share with you about galatians galatians says the works of the flesh are uh, uh so so first of all i like to say that as christians that we need to take a responsibility to 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 see what's going on, to see what we're thinking about. If we're not, and I'm sure that we're not all thinking positive. Uh, we find that the the law, the positive thinking, is a theme that is lodged in the Bible, that is that is throughout the Bible, and that we really need to speak positively and think positively if we're going to approach God. And so, uh, as Christians, it's time for us to begin to start managing our thought process. And so uh, it's it's time for us to make a change. It's time for us to not be so spiritual and to become uh, uh, responsible for what's going on in our lives. Because as we, we discussed last week, there's a law of attraction that happens in our lives. 
the scripture says, so as a man thinks, so is he. And so we draw to us what we think about. And so it's time for us to make a change, time for us to uh, look at what we're doing and looking at the outcome of our lives and say, I'm going to be responsible for changing my thought process so I can get a different outcome. I think it was Albert Einstein who said, uh, doing the same thing, expecting different results is insanity. If we keep doing the same thing and expect different results, that's insanity. And so we have to get to the root of the problem in terms of why we keep doing the same thing and why we keep getting the same results. And basically it's because in our subconscious, in our heart, there is a belief system that is driving us. And that is why Jesus came and said that we must be born again. We have got to be born of the Spirit because all of us have been born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And once the birth process has happened in us, it is, it is our responsibility to follow on to know Jesus, to take responsibility for what we're thinking to take responsibility for uprooting bad thinking. And so it's time for us to make a change, time for us to be responsible for what we're thinking and how we're thinking and, and the actions that, that, that happens in our lives. And a lot of us want to blame others for, oh, he made me do it. No, he did not make you do it. He just triggered something that was in your way of thinking, and you thought you were supposed to respond that way. And that's the, that's the reason you responded that way, not because of what he did to you, but because of what's rooted in your subconscious. Your subconscious has recorded what he did to you as offensive. But if we can record the word of God, if we can be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds, by the word of God. That's why it's so important for us to continue to study our Bible and to read our Bible because it renews our thought process. Every day we're inundated with so many different views and things that's going on in the world. Like I'm sure we've all heard about uh, uh, Bill Cosby and what has happened to us. And so that bad report is on our minds. And so we have to uh, make a concerted effort to think on positive things, you know, pray for him. You know, yes, he made a mistake, and yes, but we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, every one of us. And no, he's not such a bad person. He just got caught. I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of us on the line who has done bad things. We just have not done Amen. Amen. All right. So let's turn to Galatians. I think it's the sixth chapter and the thirteenth verse. I'm not really sure. Galatians, the 6th chapter and the 13th verse. Somebody read, or is it Galatians, the 5th chapter? Galatians, the 5th chapter and the 13th 
Galatians 6, 13. Um, but neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, but desire to have you circumcised, that they may glory in your flesh. Ephesians. Oh, that's Ephesians. Continue, Galatians. I think it may be the fifth chapter. It's the fifth chapter and the 16th verse. It says, this I say then, Walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Okay, Galatians 5 and 13. That's what it is. Okay, start at 13. Start at what? 13. For brethren, brethren, ye have been called unto liberty, only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou should love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. This I say, then walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Okay, stop right there for a moment. Stop right there for a moment. So we see here this is a transforming of a thought process. He's saying you've been called to liberty, but don't use your liberty as an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. So this is a transformation of thinking. This helps us, reading the word of God helps us transform the way we view one another. So the scripture says in 14, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, as you love yourself. So this helps us as we continue to read the word of God and continue to rehearse the word of God, it changes the way we think, that we're not so caught up on ourselves that we begin to think on the things of others. All right, let's go on. This I say then, number 16. Continue. This I say then, This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh. Somebody have that? Now the works of the flesh manifest, which are these, adultery, fortification, Uncleanliness and viciousness. Idolatry, witchcraft. Go ahead. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, sedations, and heresies. Envyings, murders, drunkenness, reveling, and such like. Of the of the which I tell you. 
before, as I have also told you in times past, that they will they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay. So here we see that these are behaviors that need to be addressed because it says that the flesh wars against the spirit. And if you are uh, are, are living in these types of behaviors, you have got to change them. And there are a few things in here that we kind of skip over uh, that we don't really understand what they mean. Now, the works of the flesh are we know what adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness is. Lasciviousness is lewd. That means lacking legal or moral restraints, especially uh, disregarding sexual restraints. So that's what lasciviousness means. That means you are just lewd and, and just out of control sexually and lustful, all right? And then it says idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, and variance. Okay, variance is the fact or state of being in disagreement, all right? So that means that somebody who, have you ever spoken with somebody who is always disagreeable, just disagreeable? I call them cantankerous. And so the scripture says that that's a work of the flesh that we need to, if we find ourselves always disagreeing with someone, then we have to check it. And then where those negative thoughts are, we need to uh, bring in positive thinking and say, why am I thinking so negatively? Why am I, why am I being so disagreeable? We need to become responsible about what we're doing, all right? Um, emulation, that means ambitious or envious rivalry. That means that we are just looking at others in envy and wanting to compare ourselves with them and, and become a rival to them because we're envious of them. And so the scripture says these, you are not going to enter into the kingdom of heaven with these types of behaviors. So let me ask you a question. Can you think of any driving forces that dictate your behavior every day? Other people. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, I think that in, 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 in everyday life, you know, we we mold ourselves to communication based on what somebody else communicates to you. So just just like you were saying about that variant person. Um, if you've got somebody that's always in, in conflict with you, uh, your tone and your behavior and the way you communicate with them is going to drive, is going to make me communicate with them different. I'm, I'm different about communicating with him because he's always different with me or difficult with me. Okay, so but 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 that goes back to the way you've recorded what they're saying to you. You my perception of him. Yeah. I'm saying, say it again. My, with the way I'm perceiving him. Yes, uh-huh. And your perception is what's recorded in your subconscious. And so your perception is the way you respond to that person. And so we, we as as becoming Christians, we have to take responsibility 
for our responses to others. And yes, yes, people can be rude and cruel and nasty, but if we have uh, 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 been washed in the blood of the Lamb, if we are continually washing our subconscious in the Word of God, then our response can be different. And once our response is different to that person continually, then they will become different. Do you follow what I'm saying? I do. I do. Yeah. Okay. So anybody else, can you think of any driving force that dictates your behavior every day? Ego and addiction. Addiction, absolutely. Addiction will drive you every day. It's a driving force. And so that is why the Lord does not want us to be addicted. Uh, he wants us what is it, to love him with our whole heart because addictions will take our entire heart. It will take all of our passions, all of our drive. Uh, it will just take us. We, we have a predilection for uh, whatever we're doing. Addiction is a driving force in our behavior. And so we have to begin to speak to ourselves, especially if we want the, first of all, we have to come to terms with, you know, I've got to be released from this addiction. First, That's the first thing that needs to happen. In our mind, we've got to combat the stronghold that this addiction has put in our mind because in, in this addiction, uh, uh, it, when we think about, oh, it's time for me to go do what I need to do, we can get happy. In Am I talking to the Your Your phone is breaking up. Oh, it is? I'm okay. I'm sorry. Maybe I should come in on another phone. Does anybody else hear her phone breaking up, or is it maybe me? I'm long. I hear it. I hear it. Okay, let me see if I can come in another way. Boy, this is terrible. No wonder you guys are not participating. Okay. Are you moving around or were you were you walking around? No, I'm not walking around. Sometimes that does it to me. It didn't go out that much. No, not really. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay, I can't get on. I can't get on the other line. All right, I'll try. Maybe I'll answer. Huh? We're hearing you now. Okay, all right. Yeah, so addiction um, will drive us. You know, sometimes we can get happy when we're thinking about it's time for me to go do whatever I do, whatever that addiction is calling me to do. I can get happy about that. So we have to 
recognize that and begin to transform the way we're thinking about our addiction. You follow what I'm saying? We have a responsibility, first of all, to guard our hearts with all diligence, for out of, out of it are the issues of life. And I want to say something. Addictions will drive you to poverty. Addictions will drive you to depression. Addictions will keep you from being all that God has designed and created you to be. Addictions will shorten your life, you know. And so, yeah, uh, uh, this is a good uh, illustration of how uh, 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 a, a driving force that dictates my behavior every day. You know, I'm reminded of when I was a young girl. I, I Well, recently, or maybe over the past 10 years, I saw something of what I wrote when I was in high school about what I wanted to be. And when I was in high school, I wrote somewhere that I wanted to be a secretary. And that stunned me because, lo and behold, that's what my occupation is. I have been a secretary, a glorified secretary, if you want to call it that, you know, because now they really don't have secretaries. They, I'm an executive assistant, and I have a lot of other responsibilities because we don't type for people and all those kinds of things. It has evolved. But what, I'm, what my point is is that that was in my subconscious, and it has driven me all of these years. It drove me to school to become a secretary. It drove me in my occupational field to go up the ladder as a secretary. So whatever is in your subconscious, that's the, that dictates your behavior every day. So I realized that one consuming thought dictated my entire life. And so that's all I'm trying to say to you is that whatever is in your subconscious it dictates the behavior in your life. Yes, addictions will do that. Um, and then also the way you are perceived. Can anybody else think of something that, uh, uh, that, that dictates your behavior every day? A driving force that dictates your behavior every day. And it doesn't have to be negative. Okay, uh, what about the way you think you are perceived? Or what about your identity as a parent or your identity as a teacher or your identity, your occupational identity? Those are things that drive us every day because it's rooted in our subconscious because we have routinely practiced it every day. We have routinely practiced being a parent. It's on our mind. You know, uh, I, I, I tease the young women who have the babies because they have to always be on mama alert. They always have to be on baby alert. Always got to hear the voice of the baby, you know. Uh, their ears have got to always be open. And in their subconscious, they are mindful that they have a baby. All right? And so um, so what about our weekend behavior? What are the driving forces that dictate our weekend behavior? Our weekend behavior is different from our weekly behavior because our weekly behavior is based on a lot of responsibilities that we have to do. We got to go make the donuts, you know. 
we get we got to do. But on the weekends, what 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 drives our weekend behavior? What is in our subconscious that drives our weekend behavior? That it's a time to relax. Absolutely. It's time to just take the shoes off. I don't want to hear nobody. I don't want to do nothing. And that is a driving, because in my subconscious, my subconscious says to me that on the weekend, I do not really want to be bothered with some of that stuff. But that's, that, that's what we have in our subconscious. But some of us who work six and seven days a week, we don't have that uh, privilege. That's not our weekend behavior. That's not what's in our subconscious. On Saturday, we hit the floor like we do on Monday through Friday. Amen. Who said that? Who said that? Amen. Now that's your name is Tracy Mo. You work seven days away. <laughs> El- Elder Mo, how are you? of who you are. 
okay? And and we are so neurologically wired together, our bodies and our minds and all the whole body is just wired together. I'm going to come back to you on that a little, uh, at a later date. But so we have a responsibility to change the way we're thinking. We have a responsibility to uh, 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 become good stewards over our thought process and that spirituality is just not spiritual. It is a responsibility to take hold of what God has given us and to respond to life according to what's in our subconscious. Whatever is in our heart, that's the way, that's what's going to drive our lives. And so we find that we have negativity and, 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 and some of these things that come into our lives, okay, like you said, somebody comes in and their attitude just blows you out of the water. Well, God has placed those people in your lives to show you what's in your heart. You know, sometimes it's not them. And, and it, the benefit is for you to see what's in your heart, you know, and and. Sometimes somebody can come in and say the wrong thing and you just want to go off because they have stepped on your feelings or they have offended you. And sometimes people don't even mean nothing by what they're saying. They're being very, uh, 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 just being themselves, but it has triggered something in you. And sometimes it, they have triggered a deficiency in you. Uh, where you feel inadequate or substandard, and so you respond negatively. You know, so these some of these things come to show us what's really in us. All right, some of these things come to show us what what's bubbling up in our heart. And God, the heart is desperately wicked, and who can know it? Nobody knows the heart but God. And so what He has to do is reveal to you what's buried deep in your heart. And like I used to, like I share with the church on certain times, um, uh, my son likes, he was very young and he said he wanted some pig feet and I had never cooked pig feet before. And I was wondering, where the heck did you find out about pig feet? But anyway, I'm, I cooked him some pig feet. And this is the first time that I had cooked pig feet. And when I was cooking it, this Stuff came up from the from the pig feet. It rises to the top, and it makes you want to say, "Oh, this is not good." But what you do is you skim off that stuff that rises to the top, and you get rid of that, and you still have the delicacy of the pig feet. And so that's what happens in our lives. Some things come so that what's in our hearts can come to the surface, so that we can skim it off. Are you following me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it okay, so it it is time for us to make a change. And so not only um uh and, and I I use a negative scripture to show the works of the flesh, but some of these things are in our hearts and we don't even realize it. And so uh some of these things trigger us to show us what's in our heart. There's nothing wrong with that, it's just What's wrong with it is that you're not taking responsibility for it and dealing with it, 
all right? And so uh, another indicator of, of, of time to make a change, not only when you see those things, but a lot of us who have been in the church for quite some time and, and, and have become very comfortable, when you see yourself that you've become very comfortable, it's time to make a change. Because that means you're not growing, you're not stretching, you're not becoming all that you can be. And I find that as I get older, I'm trying to get comfortable and saying, okay, let the young people do that. But no, I have to stretch to keep up. Okay? And so as we, it, we have to recognize when it's time to make a change. And also, when we are living in the past, that's when we know that it's time for us to make a change. It's time for us to put to record something different on our hearts. Those miracles that God performed years ago and we're still living in those miracles, it's time for God to work miracles today. It's time for you to seek God for the impossible today. That wasn't just for your youth. It's for you today. And God is the same God today, yesterday, and forever. And that does not just apply for generations past. It applies for you and your life. He's the same God that was yesterday that performed miracles for you, that will perform miracles for you when you become a senior citizen. So when you see that you're becoming very comfortable or that you're always talking about the past, then it's time for you to make a change. It's time for you to start uh, re, uh, uh, putting something else, else in your heart. It's time for you to start meditating on, on on the Word of God and rehearsing the Word of God. And and somebody needs to mute their phone, the radio, or something is background is in the background. And then. When we under, uh, another indication that it's time to make a change is when we have stopped dreaming. Okay, when we have stopped dreaming, that is an indicator that it's time to make a change. It's time for us to be like the prophet. Hope thou in God. Hope thou in God. Can we still, uh, just like uh, the Caleb said, Lord, I'm 80 years old, but I still can take the mountain. I still can conquer that mountain. I might be old, and I might not have the strength that I had when I was 30, but I have enough strength to conquer that mountain. And so when we see these things in our lives, it's time for us to make a change. It's time for us to keep our hearts with all diligence, not let our heart get uh, uh, despondent and 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 just relaxed. Okay, it's time for us to keep it moving and keep declaring the word of God and keep declaring that God can do anything and keep declaring that if I lay my hands on my grandchildren, just like when I laid my hands on my children, God can heal them. God can heal my grandchildren like He healed my children. It is not for me to get comfortable and then keep living in the past. You know, the miracle that happened with you, Tracy, that was 20-some-odd years ago, was it not? How old is Corey? Elder Moats, she must be on mute. All right, we still want to rehearse. Yes, we still want to rehearse the miracles of the past, but we don't want to be living in the past. So it's time for us to make a change. And so 
I think I've come to the end of the Bible lesson tonight. I didn't. I, I had so much more to share with you tonight. So, but I guess I'll share with share it with you next week. So, the the premise of this Bible study is that we have to become good stewards over what we're thinking, and that what's rooted in our subconscious is what's rooted in our heart. Our hearts is what drives us. The thought processes that's in, rooted in our subconscious is what drives us. And so we have to take responsibility for uh, managing our thought process and managing our heart. And uh, as the scripture says in Romans, the 12th chapter and the second verse, and this is going to be our scripture, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have to take responsibility to renew the way we think, to think positively, to think on the things of God, to become uh, uh, citizens of the kingdom of God. And as we move forward, I'm going to speak to you more about the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is righteousness and love and peace in the Holy Spirit. And so we cannot bring all of this negative thinking and offensive thinking into the kingdom of God. Amen. Anybody have anything they like to comment on or say or, or input? All right. All right, then our time has come to an end. It has come to a close. So we're going to ask um, someone, elder, someone to close us out in prayer tonight. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord, for the Bible class. God, we thank you, Lord, for opening up our heart and our mind that we understood and understand your word that being taught. And God, continue to to bless us and hide the word in our heart, God, that we would take responsibility for the things that we think about. Teach us, teach us, God, also to manage our heart, Lord. Teach us to understand everything that is being taught in your name, Lord, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank and bless you for each one that was on the line. We thank you for restoring the pastor and strength back, God, in the name of Jesus. And, God, we just thank you for all you ever done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you. Amen. Okay, hold on. I don't want you guys to get off the line just yet, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. You, all right, then. All right, grace and peace. Good night, everyone. We'll see you guys next week. Those who are just seeing we'll see you next week, and then those who will see Sunday. All right. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. All right. Good night. All right. Good night.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.